Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Two Generations of Inspiration. I'm your girl, Angie Grayson, the mama of the bunch. And we have joining us today, the dad, Tim Grayson, who's the voice of reason. And we have also joining us today, the son, the athletic one in college, enrolled right now, is Terrence Grayson. Now, the other two millennials, Timmy and Lex, they have departed us as they are joining Las Vegas, baby. What goes <laughs> on in Vegas stays in Vegas. So if they're listening, it's got to stay in Vegas. And if they're listening, y'all have fun, enjoy married life, no babies, y'all do the thing. Amen. All right. Y'all know I'm a preacher, so I always end with amen. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get out that habit. No, I'm not sorry. Well, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Terrence, what's, what's happening? happening? You, 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 you out there, Terrence? I'm I'm trying to hold it down. Was what was I vernacularly uh, good? What's happening? You was all right, Mama. You was all right. You had it right. What's happening? What what's happening? happening? Terrence, are you out there, buddy? Yeah, what's happening? Okay, yeah, okay. I thought you was a little slow out there, man. What what's happening? What's happening? Okay, so let's 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 uh let's get it started talking uh about what's happening this week. Um, so it's my week to talk about what's happening, what's going on in the uh, news this week. Well, this portion of what's happening is brought to you by My Grade A Solutions. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want to talk about, so I'm a sports guy, so we're going to talk about sports today. And I wanted to talk about last night's uh, game and, and, and uh, a lot of things that we're going to talk about. I'm just going to talk about a couple of things that came to my mind uh, that was very interesting. Last night, uh, last night's game price, the ticket cost, was $2,600 a pop, okay? Rewind, press play. For last night's game, UNC Duke, $2,600 a pop. A man paid $10,652 for his family to attend that game last night. These prices uh these prices are they say are Super Bowl prices. So Terrence, what what, what do you think what do you think about that? I think that's garbage. That these players <laughs> that these players that they show that they showcase that they're putting on commercials, you know, and they're advertising their skills their skill sets and they're receiving zero dollars for tickets that cost. Come on now. Yep. That's, and that's, that's trash. And 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 I totally and and son, listen, I totally I totally agree with you. But I want to give you some additional I want to give you some additional stats that go with last night's ticket, right? So they had this thing on Instagram and they talked about the hottest tickets in sports, right? So the Super Bowl Super Bowl fifty three, the one that we just with one we just saw with Brady and the Rams, the ticket, the 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 lowest ticket price on that was forty three twenty three, four thousand three hundred twenty three dollars. Okay, that's the that's the top, that's the uh, lowest base ticket to get to the Super Bowl, right? So the next one was Duke Carolina, right? Twenty twenty six hundred dollars to get in that game, right? 
Then the next ticket price after that is the 2019 NBA All-Star Game, which was $1,662. Then after that, UFC, uh, which Conor McGregor and another guy was in it, that was $1,053. And then the 2018 World Series Game 1, all right? The 2018 World Series Game 1, the one we just left out of in October, that ticket was $744, right? The college football playoff, Clemson versus Bama, okay? This is the championship game of college. That's only $524, okay? And then the 2019 Final Four. So this upcoming Final Four in 2019 for two games, you can see it for $497. That's $500. These are the hottest tickets that's out there. So the 2019, so 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 2019 Final Four. That's 497. That's that's college athletes, Terrence, right? The uh, the college football, uh, what you call it? That's college athletes. That's 524, right? And then this big right. game against UNC Duke. And then that's let's not even talk about other games that are huge rivals, right? So, man, uh, uh, in the case of Zion Williamson last night, man, uh, the brother went down. Um, some people say it was – some people have a, consir- a conspiracy theory about what went on with that shoe blowing out like that. Mm, no, oh, no. <laughs> so did anybody else they have, have anything to say about that, or was that our house talking? Was it on the news or, or on your ESPN uh, interrupted? What's that show? Did they talk about it? Well, some, some, people, some people stated that um, uh, that – the boy been playing 25 games in the same shoe. Now, this is what I find hard to believe. A facility like Duke, ranked number one, major program, I cannot believe that these kids are playing in the same gym shoes for 25 straight games. You, you can't tell me that. You can't. I mean, you, but I even at that, did you see how the shoe tore? And where it tore, that that was my thing. I mean, it was as if the kid was like Incredible Hulk. It's, it's crazy because I, the people that seen like Mike, I ain't trying to make no no jokes about it, but the, his shoes tore like he like off of like Mike, and those were some worn out shoes. The shoes wow. that that uh, Zion had on didn't even look like it was worn out for real. But it's crazy that they now he was he was doing three sixty dunks. Win meals and pregame, but then when now game time coming, three seconds if, in, if they you allowed rip. that kid to be in some shoes that was like that, after all that money you just quoted, then you know mm-hmm. what we as parents, you know, we need to be saying something because see, let me tell you, I'm a mother of an athlete, and oh. I could just say this: if my son's shoes split like that, and he was injured, somebody. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to pay me some money. I'm just saying. Well, this, but this is why this is why they have uh, insurance, though, hun. So they're not they're not crazy. The Williamson family is not crazy because because they know that their son is a projected number one draft pick. He's gonna go top five. So they have insurance on that kid. So no need to worry about it. And on the positive side, it's only a grade one uh, knee sprain. Uh, he's already uh, he's already hard working uh, working at it again. Uh, he should be back in a couple of games. Now the thing now that look, I love this wasn't no Deflategate, was it? I don't know. See, so now I'm you're talking about the 
So you, now you're talking about the gambling arena. <laughs> I, now, I don't want to call. Now, that's not what this show is about. We're not going to talk about the negative. No. But I am, okay. I mean, you know, you, it does just bring up these questions. Like, did somebody sabotage his shoe? Or did they blow the game? Or, you know, what is going on? It's just they even said last night that this is a first in the history of basketball, that somebody mm-hmm. bust out their shoe. Well, okay, so this is so this is what I want to do first, though. This is what I don't want. This I want to, first of all, I want to, uh, because all on the news, Terrence, and Terrence, you correct me if I'm wrong, all on the news today, all they've been talking about is Zion Williams, Zion Williams, mm-hmm. Zion Williams. Zion Wins. They ain't talked about nothing. How he go, how's he going to be? How's his injury? What's the status? You know, what's going on with him, right? But ain't nobody stopped to say what hell of a job that the UNC Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heels did. They went in Cameron Indoor Stadium with the sure. Cameron Crazies going crazy, and they spanked that tail for real. Now, yeah, they lost a major player, but they got – Four other players that's going to be first-rounders on that team that played last night. So they didn't want to get no props. They didn't want to get no props. So I want to take time to give props to UNC. Watch this. And I want to give props. Hold on real quick. I want to give props to all the old-school players that played in that game. Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Tyler Hansberg. Was he there? Was Michael Jordan there? I don't know if he was there or not. But these cats, I know these Barack cats, Obama was there. Yeah, Barack Obama was there. But these cats wore the UNC uniform. They wore a, a, a Carolina oh, wow. Tar Heel uniform. These cats that I'm calling now, they wore Carolina blue, baby. Phil Ford, Kenny the Jet Smith, Antoine Jameson, Sam Perkins, Ty Lawson, Sean May, Vince Carter, Wayne Ellington, Raymond Felton, Harrison, uh, Harrison Barnes, Jerry Stackhouse, Brad Doherty, Rasheed Wallace, Danny Green. Eric Montrose, Tyler Zeller, and Hubert Davis, who was sitting right next to Roy Williams on the side coaching the team. These brothers, hey, man, they put, they did a fantastic job, and they won last night. And Luke May played like a man amongst boys in that game. Big props to UNC, baby, last night at the end of the day. Well, we like that what's happening. Now, look at here. On the line, we have nephew Antoine. So we're going to see what he has to say about the West Hat Man. So I'm getting ready to unmute his mic. Nephew Antoine, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Auntie. So what you think? What you think about Zion? What's happening, nephew? What's up, Auntie? Hey, I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, you know you, you, you know, you never know. I mean, as an athlete, some people get, you know, uh, accustomed uh to you know certain things a certain way, so maybe the kid, maybe he just wanted to play in those shoes. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You know it yeah. might be bad. Maybe he figured it was bad luck for him. You know I got him broken in. I want to stick with him, and they even brought me luck, so I'm gonna keep riding with him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, don't you uh, think it's funny that he hasn't made a statement? So here were a couple of things that I was wondering about. So first of all, you had the parents sitting back there, and I get it, you know, um, they wanted, so I, I want to know, you know, was he devastated? Was he crying? Was he heartbroken that he couldn't play? Um, you know, and then you had um, 
the fact that he came out and then he went back in. So, you know, if I could just hear his side and, and see what, you know, what was going on through his head, because, you know, your heart as a mother goes out to your son, you know, and so I just was wondering, you know, it could be, I mean, everything that we all have is like speculation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't hear anything. You know, I didn't hear him say anything. I mean, I mean, he's, he is, what, 20, 19, 20 years old, maybe, give yeah. or take, right? Sure. Yeah, so maybe they don't, yeah. maybe Duke doesn't want him to say anything, you know, so you never That's know. True. Yeah. They might not want him. They want him to just be quiet and leave it alone, you know. I yeah. probably wouldn't, wouldn't want my kids to do a whole lot of talking, like, you know, if if I was his parents, you know, just leave it alone, rest up, get yourself together to go back out there and play, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Talk but then, to his uh, agent. He, I mean, the kid definitely has an agent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 nephew, I, 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 I can get with you. I can get with you on that uh uh, about how athletes are, especially about wearing their apparel, because I was like that when I played ball, man. I played ball. I had to put my shoes on a certain way. Uh, I had to wear, you know, I, I I tore one sock so 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 that I know where to put it on the left side all the time, you know. So I, I get it, I get it, and we become superstitious in how we wear stuff. And you're right, man. Them shoes might have brought him luck, and uh, he just want to ride with them until. And, until he can't ride with him no more. <laughs> Terrence, right. Terrence, you see how the stories always get to your daddy. Get back to one of his stories. Here, here's a oh, prime example. Hey, I always want to bring up some memories, man. Oh, man. I always hey. want to bring up some at the, the torn up. sock. Here we go. All right, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so what's, what's next? What's hey. next? You don't like the hot table. What's well, next, nephew, we're going to put you back. We'll be right back with you in a moment. And for us, the next thing on is our region review. And this is the slot that we just kind of give and we pay homage to um, some good things that's happening around the city and things that are awesome. And so I want to take this time to give a shout out and do a region review for, drum roll, New Hope <laughs> Baptist Church. That's our church. Yay. That's the church Everybody we go to. <laughs> so, I, well, I guess they their mics are muted. I, I'm I'm going to say that. But what I want to do is shout out um, a region review. And if you don't know about New Hope Missionary Baptist Church, it's located on 2307 Rhode Island in Gary, Indiana. We have a soup kitchen on Mondays. Currently, downstairs in our basement. After every Sunday service, we have a clothes giveaway as well as some canned goods and some food that is offered up if you are in need. And the other thing that's going on at this wonderful place is on this Sunday at 5 p.m., that's February 24th, we are having prophetic fire. So if you all are interested uh, we have um, our guest speaker, Pastor Tyree Beard, and he's going to be there. And if you're interested, just come on out. It's one of New Hope's finest. And so we are truly excited about that. We have a youth ministry. Our awesome youth pastor is Pastor Christopher Robinson, and he's a wonderful leader of the youth. We have a wonderful youth team. 
So if you get an opportunity, if you need a ride, inbox me and we'll come pick you up. But just so you know that the region has something awesome going on, and our pastor, Bishop C.I.C. Roberts Sr., it is not a traditional type setting. It is very trendy, if you will. He's very contemporary. He's a young guy. He's younger than us and um, just full of wisdom. And right now he has been preaching a series on the spirit of rejection. So it's been an awesome thing. And not only that, but he has two books coming out. And if you want to order the two books, you can let us know and we'll pass that information to uh, his marketing team. So if you're interested, please let us know. So that's our region review. It is on New Hope Missionary Baptist Church located at 2307 Rhode Island. And I just want to tell you, it is our favorite because we do go there as well. And we're over the marriage ministry. We serve on the marriage ministry. And my husband is one of the associate pastors. So it's just a wonderful environment. We encourage you to come and visit, and we go out of our way to make sure you feel comfortable. And our hearts are lifted towards God, and our hands are extended to his people. Yeah. That is our region review, and it is none other than New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. Solid church, man. Solid church. Now, here's the thing. This program is sponsored by Grade A Solutions, and the objective of this podcast is to provide open communication that will bring an understanding across generations and bridge gaps. So we're so excited that you have joined us on today. We're on the air every Thursday at 7.30. And you guys, we want to make this a national international show so please share it on facebook please tell your friends to tune in we'll start our gifts and our giveaways starting next week so we're really excited about this show uh grade a solutions has the following three services we do educational services where we provide tutoring webinars college planning and conferences and workshops we are also Uh, ministers. So we have a ministerial pillar, and that's where we go out and evangelize, as well as participate in conferences and workshops. And then the third pillar is our authorship. And if you have not gotten our first book in our family series, The What Not, the first book released was The What Nots of Entrepreneurship. And if you haven't gotten it, go on to Amazon and get it. And everybody move your spirit fingers towards Timmy because his book should be coming out at the end of the year, and it is The Whatnots of Handling Failure. And when I tell you this man has a story, <laughs> that's an understatement. So our authorship, we have that, we have book clubs, and this podcast is a part of that. So we're excited again that you have joined us, and we are going to go right into today's topic. So we have a couple of callers on. We have Sister Valerie joining again. And by the way, Nephew is, um, I believe Nephew is a Generation X. He may be a millennial. I have to check his birth year. (laughs) But I think he's a 70s baby, if I'm not mistaken, or early 80s, maybe early 80s. So I think he's still part of Generation is he, X. Is he still on? Is he still on? Yes. 
I'll, I'll unmute him in a moment, and we'll get to find out which generation is he representing. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. Today's topic is raising athletes from high school to college. So I sent this link out to a whole bunch of people, and I know you did too, right, Tim? I did. And then I think Terrence is going to do a lot of chiming in. Um, but what we wanted to do was as parents, and as those athletes to discuss the ups and downs, the challenges, the opportunities, do a SWOT analysis, if you will, on raising athletes from high school to college. There is a huge difference. Um, I think we learned a lot from our first son to our second son. So from Timmy Jr. to Terrence, we learned yep. a lot. We um learn what not to do with looking for scholarships and, and how to actually raise the athlete. So let's start there. Honey, okay. you were an yes. athlete, and we have raised athletes. This is a house full of testosterone, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, but so, let's talk so, about If we okay, raise so, the athlete, what are the characteristics that we should make sure we cultivate? Okay, so so the first thing that we should be cultivating, um, uh, the first the first thing is definitely grades, because as I have as I have seen and as I have gone through, uh, the common denominator that all of our student athletes fail at are made are are good athletes, those who are able to make it to the next level, is the lack of grades and uh, the standardized test scores, the ACT, SAT scores, those are the major downfalls that stop a lot of our students from getting into uh, major uh, uh, colleges. So definitely you've got to start with the grades. Preach. You hear me? So, so, the grades, so, so, that's, that sounds yes. good. Terrence, what do you so think? That's, Go ahead, Terrence. Yeah, grades. That's that's number one. Yeah. You can have all the skills in the world, but if them grades not looking right, I promise you, no no two one coaches are going to look at you. Yep. Yep. And I and yeah. I and I've had and I've had an opportunity. I've had the opportunity to do that now. So 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 the thing, so what the children have today is a lot different than what I've had what I had back in the day. So I did not have the opportunities that my children have today um i had a 3.0 gpa but watch this i had a 630 sat score that was that's horrible <laughs> but then on top of that i was not even looked at in our area for baseball because the northwest region is not an area that's known for baseball but we had some great baseball players in this area like Latroy Hawkins, they just put him in uh, the uh, Indiana Baseball Hall of Fame. Not to, and uh, Latroy came out of '91 West Side, and uh, just like there was Latroy, there were other people. And um, Latroy uh, kept working at it, kept working at it. I think he went off to go to school or something like that, and then he ended up getting into the minor leagues. And then right. from there, they once 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 they got, once a pro a pro program got a hold of him, his raw talent, they developed him. And 
Yeah. A lot of that. So, so, a lot of that so stuff didn't I hear you for saying, us. you know, having some some teaching them the some resource. characteristics of perseverance yeah. and and teaching them grades. But I also want to say this, just from learning from Timmy Jr., is to teach them sportsmanship. Sure. You know, not having a bad attitude because Timmy Jr., oh, he would ball his fist up and be like, <laughs> we would be like, what in the world <laughs> is going on here? So I think also making sure our children have good sportsmanship but but shoot some games you go to the parents don't have good sportsmanship you know so i think you know just making sure that our children have a good winning positive attitude and are willing to be cultivated and coachable so that they don't think they know they know everything you know they don't think that um the coaches aren't um as wise as they are. So look, we still have Sister Valerie on the line. So I'm getting ready to unmute her. And as we are unmuting her, our question to Valerie, just a quick question to Valerie, would be what, and all three of her children were athletes. Um, I believe Stacy was a track runner. Uh, Jenny was softball. And Scott was wrestling. So Valerie, as you raise these athletes, what would you say was the two top characteristics you wanted to cultivate? First of all, hello? Yes. You're here, we hear you. Okay, first of all, um, in teaching, I learned that the coaches pick who they think will make it in college. So they tell them about the NCAA Clearinghouse. It doesn't matter how talented your child is. If he's not registered, he or she, with that association, they won't make it to college on a scholarship. They will go to college, but they won't have that scholarship. And college is expensive. I don't know about everybody else, but I found it very challenging. Second of all, um, once they get there, before they even get there, your ACTs, your... SATs, and you have to have the right courses in high school. Just getting the high school diploma doesn't make you eligible for athletic scholarship. You have to have certain classes, and you have to maintain grades in those classes. The NCAA is very specific on what your child needs to have. So having humility, because one thing I did notice uh, about some of our children in this generation coming up they think it's them and only them but you're blessed by God so you must have humility to understand and be thankful for that we're not doing it on our own and you constantly have to have communications even when Scott went to Purdue I became a member of the um the engineering division they wanted some parents involved in it for retention once they get to college you've got to put in six hours basically uh, to do your your specific sport purdue for example blocks off for wrestlers for each division of sports they have a time frame blocked off where they have to do group studies and then they of course do their practices 
all three of my children, the discipline has to be there. If you're not serious about school, then it doesn't matter how talented you are as an athlete, you're not going to make it with that school. Right. They want you to be there mentally, physically, spiritually, and most of all, they want your body. Then, you and know talking what? That's about good that you say that because um, you, you've said a couple of things that are really, really key that I want to just highlight before we move further. You Maybe talked how? about um, making them marketable for scholarships, and I pulled a stat. Let me tell you what this stat is. It is right here. It says the odds of winning an NCAA sports scholarships are minuscule. Only about 2% of high school athletes win sports scholarships every year at NCAA yep. colleges and universities. Yes, the odds are that dismal. For those who do snag one, the average scholarship is less than $11,000. So yeah, well, which is a drop in the bucket for the cost of college. Yes, and then they don't want the child, your baby. I don't, you know, everybody calls them kids. That child is my child until I die, and then they're grown and alone and truly in God's hands. But the thing is, the family doesn't see that. They're not. The family needs to be trained as well as the child and what the realistic expectations of college is going to be. It's a four, usually five-year ride, and if your child has been blessed enough to get that scholarship, he's got to pay for it being in his body. Yeah. His yeah. body doesn't belong to him. It belongs to the school at this point. They yeah. found money that is in it. So good. That is so good. But, so let's but, put a pause here. Go ahead, honey. Okay. I'm gonna mute you for one second, Valerie, and we're gonna be right back to you because you have okay. two points we need to hit on again. Okay. So this is why. This is why. This is why. Now y'all y'all do know that there is like like litigation in the like an active like lawsuit for college athletes to be paid. So that stuff is it's in the working. They're, they're, now they I don't believe they come up with a final um you know a final judgment on the case. But uh some college athletes have finally done this. And um just like Valerie was talking about, your body don't belong to you. It belongs to the school. And I know this for a fact because you are under contract. Uh, that that is that is a contract that you signed. So the eleven thousand yes. dollars that they gave Terrence, that was a contract for him. Yes. So now let's let's put a pin. So let's stop because those are heavy. That's heavy. So Terrence, we coming to you. So listen. So you heard Auntie Valerie. You hear your dad. And so those characteristics, I believe we did a heck of a job with you guys. And I believe, um, like Valerie did with um, the, the her kids, but um, do you feel that you were prepared for the the at college athlete life when you left? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because, for one, you you have other things you have to worry about, as in um, school. Like for instance, with uh, with in high school, we when we had morning workouts, we we didn't have it was during the summertime. That's when we had morning workouts. But then after 
but for example, for football, after like uh, during the season and during during school time, we did not have morning workouts because we had class that we had to focus on, and we like focus on work and 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 off season after school. But with uh, with with football, like I'm in winter winter weights right now. We have winter weights. We wake up at some some people wake up at 4 a.m. and then some people got got we got a second lift at uh, 7 a.m. But we have to focus on we have to be there on time, or we'll get war, uh, warnings. If we get three warnings, we're kicked off the team. But then uh, off, uh, I mean after the weights, we also have classes. Some people taking 12 hour 12 hour classes, uh, 14 not hour classes but uh, credit hours. Uh, 16 credit hours and may have, you know, four classes on the same day as we got to wake up during morning uh, morning weights. It's hard for college athletes to, you know, try to keep going and be consistent on going to weights and then going to workouts. But it's, you're under contract, so you have no, you know, you have no say. So you have to do that to be able to keep your contract uh, going there. So going to from high school to college, it was a big difference in how, like my freshman year, I was not ready because it was kind of hard. It was it was a mental, it was a mind game for for uh, most of the freshmen because we for my freshman year we all talked about it. And we all said it was hard because going waking up four a.m. and then have to go to your eight a.m. class and then your ten a.m. class and then after that you have to study. Yeah, it's, it, it was kind of difficult. It's, it's, it's a, it's so a that hard... time management is kind of what mm-hmm. hit you in the head a little bit. But then look. Mm-hmm. How many freshmen that came in with you, how many of them returned your sophomore year? Uh, I had a good hand, handful. Not everyone. It was a good handful that didn't return because of the simple fact that they was either kicked off because they couldn't make it to the morning weights or they just didn't uh, have the grades to. So it was a good handful that did come with me and then a good handful that didn't. Wow. And your division is NCIA, right? NAIA. NAIA, I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. So, so, and coming from high school, what was your biggest regret coming from high school? That if you could go back to high school and capitalize on it, what would it be? Great. Is that what you mean? Uh, is that is that yeah. is that what you're talking about? Yeah, grades definitely. Because in high school, I didn't honestly. We didn't. They didn't talk about like statistics. I can. Uh, what's the word? They didn't key on. They didn't. They didn't quote that our GPA is what we need to you know graduate only night to go to a D1 school. That colleges are looking at GPA, they didn't talk about that. They they talked about mainly about our credit, and with your credits, you can have a D and still be able to graduate. Is what mm-hmm. is what's crazy. That's what like people like that was in my uh, my class. We all talked about that. Like that went to sports. And like they didn't they didn't specify on what the GPA was and the credit hours was. Like I mean the credit. They didn't they didn't uh, try to separate them. They just they just basically keyed on the fact that you need these this amount of credits to graduate. Now, if I was to, to know and, and was to learn and understand that your GPA is what, get as an athlete, was, was the key thing to get you to a D1 school, then my freshman year, I wouldn't have messed around, definitely. But I was told that our credit hours was the main, um, yeah, our credit was the main thing that was to graduate. So 
that was just one thing that that's very kinda, interesting and i think i think um as a parent and um you know tim is on the line too um but um Tim, I don't know about you, but um, and then we had these conversations because I had to reach out to my God brother, Jason Johnson, to kind of give us some advice because as the scholarships were and the offers were coming, it was time to make the visit and time yeah. to do this. We didn't know, like, the etiquette. We didn't yeah. know um, what to look for, what to ask nope. for as parents. Nope. So we it was for us a growth process. So for Timmy Jr., sure we were just trying to get him together as an individual. Yeah. Then when Terrence came, he was cool as an individual, you know, with the good sportsman attitude. You know, he was a likable kid at school. Um, so now we're getting the scholarship, like but too, we man. didn't know, number one, how to make him marketable. He had huddle, but we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't really know how to make them marketable, and we didn't know what questions to ask. Did you feel that way, honey? Well, I, I, um, with Terrence, uh, we had a little, we we had a, a a clearer path as far as what we needed to do, because I know coaches, I know coaches like uh, Henry Johnson and um, and Jason Johnson, who we got, um, uh, we've got some counsel from saying what we should do as far as marketing Terrence. And we did that. We actually uh, took Terrence's uh, huddle account and we wrote a cover letter and then we sent it off to several schools. And uh, and then in addition to that, we um, uh, now the good thing that I liked about Coach uh, Wells was that they had a, a huge college uh, day at their school and I had an opportunity to go to that school. I mean, go to the um, uh, college day um, at the high school where all of these schools were there recruiting uh, children in our area. And so uh, just had to go there and say, hey, here's here's Terrence's account. Do this, you know, on huddle, you know, check him out, Terrence Grayson, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, uh, Fort Wayne was looking for a slot receiver and, um uh, Hey, look at his video. They say, "Oh yeah, good speed. He's running. He's running the five six. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> boy. He's, you know, he's he's running. He's like running a four nine. You know, and uh, he's a good slot receiver. He's good and strong. Oh, so I'm not running no four nine. <laughs> what was you running? <laughs> what was you running? A six zero. Man. <laughs> He he is out of control, is he now? Oh man, no, 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 I'm just I'm tripping, man. Terrence, you were running a four six, right? Four two. Oh, four, what are you talking about? You wasn't running no four two, man. <laughs> nah, I was running what like four five six. I I ran a four five six, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I said a four five. Joker. Well, look, honey, here's a question for you. So, what's the difference? between your son in high school and you, because you were a young athlete, which I'm sure the audience knows by now since you talked about the socks on the left side and all of that stuff. But if you reflect, because let me tell y'all, we're high school sweethearts, and my honey played some baseball. I mean, I was at the games, 
cheering along with his mom, Aunt Shirley, the biggest fans in the world. And uh, he has skills. I saw them intentionally walk my husband because they knew he was going to hit it out the park. And certainly my sons took that talent as well. So he'll say there's a competition, of course, and he'll say he was the best baseball player. So we're just going to leave that there. We're going to leave it there, honey. But my question is, when you were a high school student versus our kids being high school students, what advances were made? You know, what was made, what was afforded to them that wasn't afforded to you? Oh, my God. It's just, first of all, video. Um video today you have an opportunity as a as a uh, young child athlete starting in, at four years old get on these travel teams these travel teams have blown up uh, people are getting people are getting scholarships based off of, based off of travel ball and uh, AAU basketball and 707 football and all this type of stuff before they even put the pads on and get to high school Okay, so that's one thing that they have that we didn't have. Uh, And then today, these children have more resources than we did back in the day. Back in the day, our guys, our coaches, you know, you know, let them rest, you know, rest in peace and things of that nature. They did not have the resources or knew the people that, uh, you know, uh, that could get us. Involved in school. I, I'll never forget. I got to throw a shout out to Thomas Conradi. Thomas Conradi came to me one day. He seen me play baseball. Okay. I was in the seventh grade. He saw me hit a ball almost a country mile. Right. And so he comes to see me my senior year and he's asking me, he says, hey, Timmy, he says, what school are you going to? A I country said, mile. A country yeah. mile. Here yeah. We yeah, go. I, I, I have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's somebody, Here we go. That's a, that's somebody who can out. stick. Okay. That's somebody who can stick now. I'm just telling you. But anyway, he comes to me my senior year. Now watch this, y'all. This is God is my true witness. I am batting. I am batting 588. I batted 588 my senior year. Okay? I batted 588 my senior year. Mr. Conrady, he was my fifth grade English teacher, comes up to me and he says, Timmy, do you have any scholarships? I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, are you kidding me? He says, have you take? have you, um, have you uh, solicited anybody trying to get your name out there? I said, sir, I don't even know what I'm doing. He says, Timmy, he says, get all of your paper clippings together. And he says, we're going to sit down and we're going to write you a cover letter and we're going to start sending your stuff out to uh, other schools. And this is how I ended up getting <clears throat> almost a partial scholarship from, um, uh, I forgot the I forgot the name of the university or whatever. Malcolm X but, wasn't it Malcolm X? Yeah, that's right. Yep, Malcolm X. And 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 the only see, y'all know why, I know this because I was supposed to be a baseball wife and <laughs> on um, TV with that. Um, yeah. So and watch this. So we didn't even so 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 when it came to that right, uh, Malcolm X finally says, "Hey Tim, we'd like to take you on." Um, and we'd like to offer you a full ride scholarship for baseball. Well, I'm already a sophomore going into my sophomore year at Indiana State University. I'm like, no, I'm not getting ready to lose no grades or get ready to start over just for baseball's sake. I'm I'm already I'm over it, you know. So I'm sitting there and uh I go out for ISU baseball, right? So I go 
out for ISU baseball, and I'll never forget this. They have us. He says, what do you want to try out for? I said, I want to try out for second base. I said, no problem. So we're doing these drills, and in this drill, you have to turn a double play uh, before one second is up. So you have to. So you have to catch the ball and release the ball back to first base, tag the bag, release the ball back to first base before one second. So when it was my turn to do this drill, I had no clue. You know why? Because I was never prepared. I was never prepared for the next level. Never wow. prepared. From I was never prepared from, watch this, I was never prepared from uh, from the moment that I walked on the field, watch this. I started playing varsity as a freshman. I was 15, wow. 16 years old playing varsity as a freshman. Like Travis. And no scholarships. Mm-hmm. No scholarships because the people that was above me did not prepare us. Watch this. Nope, but I can't totally blame it on them. I also had a horrible SAT score, 630. That was garbage. And I graduated with a 3.0. That was so do you? So, so in retrospect, if you look at all of this, yes or no? Do you do you blame? Do you put any blame on the coaches for not making this information accessible? Because I hear you say that not only were you not privy to how to prepare yourself, but you also weren't privy to um, the training. Um, you know, because even yourself as a pop Warner coach. You all used to have to go to the trainings to learn new techniques right. and things like that, you know. Yep. Um, maybe sometimes these coaches, you know, I'm just saying, I, I, I love most of our coaches, but the the fact that a coach has to be um, ever learning as well in order to take our children far and beyond, you know. It's just like being in school. If our teachers yeah. aren't exposed, they can't educate our children to the levels that they're supposed to be now here's the question go ahead i think i think watch this i think it was ignorant because they didn't know wow but but you know what here's the thing now so i can't accept all of that because if you don't know you if, if if god puts you in the position to be a leader of people then you need to make yourself knowledgeable. And sure. so that those are the qualities that I look for in a coach. You know, sure. I, I look for, and I've been disappointed sometimes. And, you know, I know y'all get on me, you know, mama, let it go, this and this and that. But I think if you look back at it, some of the things that I would push for are key. Because, you know, especially like AAU, my thing with AAU is, you want my child, but I need to interview you because I need to make sure that if my child gets on your team, that this is not a waste of my time and my money. Is he going to grow with you? Is he going to learn with you? Are yeah. you going to make him marketable? Are Do you have connections with people that make connections? You sure. know, because what I've learned is if you treat it as a hobby, it's nothing more than a hobby. But if yep. we condition and train our kids that, hey, if you want to do this, like early, like Terrence was saying, if we want to have them early, then your freshman year, your eighth grade year, we need to let you know, hey, your grades need to be on point. Hey, yep. this is, and then it can't be just the parents because 
I'm just the nagging mama to the kids, you know, and if they just hear me, it's, I'm just the nagging mama, but if they hear this and it resounds through the coach, through the players, through the assistant coach, you have visiting speakers. Watch this, watch this, through the aunts and uncles, through the aunts and uncles, through the cousins, through the older cousins. See, because most, most oftentimes, because I told Terrence about them doggone grades, that he needed to get these grades when he was a freshman watching his older brother. So I told him that, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. Yes, I did. You know I did. Stop it. <laughs> we said dollars, A's and B's but, are but, like dollars and cents. That's right. A's and B's is like dollars and cents. Y'all know that. And so, uh, and and but 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 here's the thing though, it's not always going. You see, the light bulb is not going to always come from your parents. I get it. When the parents say it, it's just something blah blah. It's it's you know that uh uh the peanuts commercial wah 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 wah. What? Yes, sir. That's all it is, you know. And it's got to be somebody else that they trust and things of that nature that can yeah. get to them so that they can understand what's really going on, man. So totally. And one thing I love about New Hope is that our bishop is a coach. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. not only does, you know, he he just cultivates that everywhere he goes. Now, I want to get back to something that Valerie mentioned, and she said that an athlete's body, once they go from high school and into college, their bodies are not their own, you know, and I thought that was really, really pivotal because we went through a stint with Terrence, and, you know, I know, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, when your children play football, their bodies age double time. And so, you know, my eyes are always, I'm not the biggest fan of football for my children. But I, I am the parent that is not going to suppress what they want to do. Um, so, you know, when he got injured, and it was to me a very serious injury, you know, um, they had their doctors, and that's fine. But I know at the end of the, end of the day, you want to win, and you want my kid out on that field no matter what. Now, I'm not saying that this was the case, but this is in my mind. And so I'm going to get a second opinion as well and find out for myself what this injury is, what's the prognosis, because you don't want your children later on. Like we look at this concussion protocol and all of this stuff now, you know, and, and I don't want you to find out years later that we did something negligible on our child's behalf. And when he gets my age, he can't stand up straight or he can't do something. And so I thought that was really pivotal of what Valerie said. Now I'm going to unmute Valerie um, because she's still on. And what I want to ask Valerie is um, Valerie is the mother of, what did you say, honey? What happened to nephew? He 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 left out. He's gone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's still listening, but he had to step okay. out. Okay. So Valerie is a mother of women as well, young women, and uh, her daughters receive scholarships. Now, my question, um, Valerie, was for women in athletes in athletics. Was it difficult for them to get a scholarship? Was there a difference between their process and Scott's process? Because Scott ended up with a D1 at Purdue. 
and um, then the <coughs> girls, I don't were they D2? Uh, Jenny, yes, they were D2. Tri-State so University and... Hmm, it was a, a heck of a difference, and then there was this bias that uh, women in sports were all homosexuals, dykes, whatever you want to call it. So there was an uphill battle all the way around, and the fact that both... All of them went to predominantly white schools. Um, for example, Jennifer broke records that had never been broken in um, sports for women's softball, fast pitch. But um, going back to what you all were saying with the parents, you have to be strong. Even in high school, I, I supported them in high school, but I'll sit you down if your attitude is not there. It goes the same for college. Um, they had unbelievable stuff coming out of the mouths of people um, when my daughter was playing. So I'm there. At college, it does not matter. This is my child. I birthed her. I'm going to be there for her. And don't let me hear nothing because then you got me to contend with. So there's all kinds of things. And then you have to know your child. Jennifer, I've taught myself how to fast pitch, but I did not know how to do any placement of the ball, making it go on the inside corner, et cetera, et cetera. So what I did was take Jennifer to um, Kansas University, and the coach there taught her how to do her rise and her inside and outside corners. You have to know your children and their abilities, and that's where being a parent, you can't um, – wish your life through your child, meaning um, your child may be good, but you can't go for the accolades that you missed when you were in college or in yeah. high school or that, that athlete in that event. You've got to look at your child for what your child is. Either yep. they have talent or they don't. Um, and if you are going to cultivate it, we were always on traveling teams in the summer. I never had a summer, per se, because it was spent. Um, I always coached my daughter. I was not going to let anyone abuse her because Jenny can pitch. And uh, one game in particular, they had my daughter pitch three games in a row. You can't. That messes up her rotator cup. You have to know something about the, the sport itself and then about the physical demand it takes on your body in order to be intelligent because you want to be intelligent. That's how you get people's attention to listen to you. So, um, yeah, I go talk. To Was the, it the, the same coaches. for Stacy in track? Was it the same for her? Yeah, Stacy. they wanted to use her in cross country, and Stacy's not cross country. And she just flat out, she quit. Um, she was not going to do cross country. I don't blame her. That wasn't her sport. That wasn't her love. And when the coach con insisted on her doing it, she said, well, she called me. Mom, how bad do we need the money? Well, like pretty bad, but what's up? And so when they approach you like that, you have to listen to your child. And I told her, okay, well, God will make a way. And we backed out of it. But Stacy not only awesome. did track. Huh? I said, that's awesome. No, I love my kids, and I only get one time to do it right. I only have one Stacy, one Jenny, one Scott. 
and one yep. time. So uh, nobody's going to take that time. But, yeah, yeah, no, you have to be able to say no and evaluate each of your children. My kids are priceless to me. So, no, I'm not. You don't want to do cross country. That's not what your scholarship said to begin with. So I'm I'm behind you. Yeah. Deuces. Well, look here. We have about four minutes to kind of close out. And um, oh, I think this one was question. Uh huh. Did I win last week's challenge? We're gonna announce the winner. Winner, winner. Very good. <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. We're gonna close out. And um, what I'd like to do is, um, I really like this discussion. Uh, I think it is pivotal in uh, what we do for our children and how we um, how we advocate for them. Um, Terrence, hey. in closing, do you okay. have any advice? I'm sorry, honey. What are you saying? I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I, I'd like to uh, coach Henry Johnson. I'd like to get him. I'd like to get. Uh, I'd like to get our bishop C.I. Roberts on. I'd like to get him. I'd like to get those two on. Henry Johnson, Bishop Roberts. I'd like to get them on the line and talk about that. I'd like to. I'd also like to get uh, uh, Johnson on too. Uh, your uh, our, our God brother. Well, make like it to, happen, man, with the plan. Make and I'd it like happen. To get them, and and, and I like to continue. You know, I'd like to continue this conversation um, because it's some stuff. You know, it's some stuff. Uh, even you know that Valerie talked about that's uh, that's very vitally important uh, for our for our children uh, to get out there. So uh, go ahead, go ahead, Terrence. She was saying something. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's good, honey. I think that's good. And we can do it like a man cave. And I'll excuse myself from that episode to be a listener. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> yes, I, love I will. You sound, you sound so beautiful in that mic. Oh. All right. <laughs> so here we go. So one of the things that Grade A Solutions does is we are going to host an athletic workshop where we get the athletes down with former athletes, current athletes, and coaches to have this kind of discussion and open up that dialogue. So look for that information information coming soon. Terrence, do you have any closing advice for people? Well, for younger athletes that's trying to attend college or in college, uh, one thing I would say is first you're a student and then you're an athlete. So keep that as your student athlete first. So get those grades, and then then your athlete afterwards. Well, I mean that's about the only thing I could say. That's good deal, honey. You got thirty seconds. Uh, Henry Ford said, "If you can, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right." Ah, well, y'all, that's it for two generations.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.